New details in the case of a death row inmate, Rodney Reed, what a court ruling today means for his future. Another unusually hot June day with temperatures about 10 degrees warmer than normal when rain returns, though, in first warning weather. And the Canadian wildfires continue to cause unhealthy air quality in parts of the U.S. when the hazy skies will subside. Well, the Texas legislature had its first full day of the second special session today. Governor Abbott called lawmakers back to the Capitol after they failed to reach an agreement on how to lower your property taxes. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Muddy. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. The House and Senate have been at odds for months, each passing their own plans for tax cuts. And they did the same today with little signs of progress. Our Ryan Chandler is live for us at the Capitol, bringing us the latest in a long legislative showdown, Ryan. Well, Jen, the phrase of the day here at the Texas Capitol is Groundhog Day. That's how some lawmakers have been describing what it feels like to be back now for the second special session with very little signs that they are any closer to a compromise on property tax relief. You know, it seems like a rerun movie that we've seen before, said Urbana Court. A new session. <laughs> An old script. Groundhog Day. Lawmakers passing plans for property tax relief that are nearly identical to their old plans. The same bills that failed to forge a compromise in the first special session. What can we as a body do differently this time um, in our negotiations with the House to get us to yes? The House did nothing differently, passing an identical plan to spend $17.6 billion to lower school district property tax rates. That's Governor Abbott's preferred plan and would save the average homeowner about $700 a year. But the Senate says that's not on the table. We have been very clear, all of you, that we're not going to pass a 100% bill on just compression. Patrick's chamber steadfast on securing a $100,000 homestead exemption. He says that would save homeowners about $1,400 a year. I did reach out to the speaker last night. I sent him a text and said the best way to resolve this is face to face. Hope for property tax relief, resorting to prayer. Uh, we just pray for unity among ourselves, for patience with others, for each, for each other and with each other because we're all tired and ready to be back home. Ain't that the truth? Well, lawmakers in both chambers are now out until Friday morning. We did get a little bit of a hint as to the status of the negotiations. Lieutenant Governor Patrick said he expects to meet with House Speaker Dade Phelan face to face next week for the first time in at least a month. Daniel. All right, Ryan, thank you very much. Well, today, the highest criminal court in Texas uh, in denied Rodney Reed's chance for a new trial. This comes nearly four years after his execution was halted for the killing of Stacey Stites in Bastrop. Now, Reed has been on death row for 25 years for the 1996 murder. Today, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals rejected his appeals by a ruling of 7 to 1. Reed's attorneys with the Innocence Project say they will continue fighting. It's not clear how this ruling could impact the current pause on Reed's execution. Today, police in Allen, Texas, released body camera video from the mass shooting at the Premium Outlet Mall on May 6th. It comes as a grand jury cleared the officer of any wrongdoing. We want to warn you that some of this video might be a little disturbing to viewers at home. We also want to tell you that we did remove the audio from this video for the same reason. Now, that day, the unidentified officer was in the parking lot of the Allen <coughs> Premium Outlet Mall talking with a woman and two children when he heard the sound of gunshots.
He can be seen grabbing a rifle from his car and then heading in the direction of the shots while telling people to leave the area and find cover. Just over three minutes after hearing the first shots, the officer found the gunman and opened fire, killing him and bringing all of this to an end. Eight people were killed, including three young children, and seven others were hurt. Well, millions of people are dealing with poor air quality today as smoke from Canadian wildfires continues to blanket the skies. This is a live look at Pittsburgh right now, but it's not just Pittsburgh. Skylines in several other cities obscured by the hazy conditions include Chicago and Detroit, which were among the top three cities with the worst air quality in the world this morning. That's according to the tracking service IQAir.com. Now, some of that smoke is even drifting over to Europe. This video is from Spain. The smoke can make for some vivid sunrises and sunsets, but the National Weather Service says air quality is expected to be poor for the next several days. And speaking of that, we know a lot of people are traveling to the East Coast and they say that they're seeing this and being impacted by sure, it. Sure, we've heard it from even some folks that we know, mm -hmm. you know, day kind of turns into night in some of those yeah. cities. Fortunately though, let me show you this computer model which actually tracks the smoke. While they continue to receive smoke off northwest winds in the northeast, that smoke is not coming to Texas. The same south and southeasterly winds that are keeping us so warm and humid keep that smoke far away from our area. So no real air quality problems, just heat problems. It's another unusual early summer day. 104 under sunny skies at the Whittlesea camera up in Granite Shoals. 102 in Mason, 102 degrees in Austin. So far we have hit 103. We'll see if that high temperature is revised upward in the next hour. Heat alerts in effect. We still have a heat advisory in Austin and many areas shaded orange until 9 p.m. An excessive heat warning in some of our northernmost counties until 8 o'clock this evening. But soon the advisories, the heat warnings will be discontinued because we've got some heat relief. Coming up, I'll show you the slow downtrend in temperatures when rain returns for some of us and how the 4th of July is looking. All right, David, thank you. President Joe Biden in the Midwest today touting his economic policy, something he calls Bidenomics, and he's making the case that this policy, the policies are working and inflation is down. But as NBC's Alice Barr reports, new polling suggests voters are concerned about the president's health and age, and questions about his son Hunter Biden's business dealings keep coming up. President Biden on the road today in Chicago, touting his economic agenda, recently dubbed Bidenomics. The economy that grows the economy from the middle out, the bottom up, instead of just the top down. When that happens, everybody does well. The president highlighting low unemployment, easing inflation, and investment in infrastructure as he's running for a second term amid low approval numbers. A recent NBC News poll found just 38% of Americans surveyed approve of his handling of the economy, down sharply from two years ago. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy calling Bidenomics an economic disaster. He's made inflation up by all of his new regulations, made it more competitive, less competitive for us. President Biden also fighting growing concerns about his age. A new NBC News poll found 68% of Americans surveyed are concerned about the 80-year-old president's mental and physical health. The White House trying to reframe and refocus on his experience as he's increasingly made his age a punchline. I know I don't look that old, I know. <laughs> I'm a little under 103. Think about it. I know I'm 198 years old. 
Amid legal troubles for his son, President Biden today forcefully denied he was involved or present when Hunter Biden is alleged to have texted a Chinese business partner in 2017, claiming to be sitting with his father. Were you sitting there? Were you involved? No. Hunter Biden's attorney called it a period of turmoil and addiction for his client, who has agreed to plead guilty to two tax-related misdemeanors. President Biden has long stood by his son. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Well, back home, we were tracking some breaking news. People at Austin Community College's Eastview campus are sheltering in place right now. That's in the East Austin area, the Rosewood neighborhood. This comes after a report of a man with a machete in that area. Campus doors are closed and will stay locked until further notice. People are also being asked to stay away. Coming up, a Delta flight's emergency landing in North Carolina. What a passenger is saying about the experience. And parts of the missing submersible found deep in the water now on land. The next steps into the investigation. A Delta flight had to land today in Charlotte without its nose gear. Now, the flight from Atlanta to Charlotte landed this morning with no front wheels. All 104 people on board the plane safely got off the plane and took a bus to the terminal. The plane circled a couple of times before attempting the landing. A passenger on the plane described the landing, though, as absolutely perfect and said the crew was amazing despite the scary experience. The Horizon Arctic ship returned to a Canadian port today with the shattered pieces of the Titan submersible 10 days after it went missing with five people on board. A crane lifted parts of the submersible to the Canadian Coast Guard dock. All five people on board are believed to have been killed by a sudden implosion. Now the remnants of the submersible will now be turned over to investigators to really figure out what went wrong. Transportation safety boards from the United States and Canada, as well as the U.S. Coast Guard and RCMP are all looking into that incident. New laws keeping diversity initiatives from Texas college campuses. How UT students say they're working around the new rules. High temperatures so far today in Austin, three degrees shy of a record, spiking to a searing 103 out at the airport. Always a little cooler on a summer day like this, hitting 98 so far. Remember, our summer fan drive is ramping up. We need fans or funds to help our neighbors without AC. Go to kxan.com slash simple health or make plans to join us on July 14th. We'll have your forecast with a little heat relief after this. This summer, some UT student leaders are looking for ways to make sure their campus is inclusive when everyone gets back from break. This after a new law passed banning diversity, equity, and inclusion offices, staff, and initiatives at public universities and colleges. Our Jayla Washington takes an in-depth look now at the work they're doing. When is under attack. What do we do? Stand up, fight back. Just steps away from where lawmakers voted to ban college DEI initiatives. Stand up, fight back. These UT students are loudly disagreeing with the new law. I'm with Austin Students for Democratic Society. Now, Jules Lattimore and some of his classmates Howdy. Yeah, are just getting started with their plans for a workaround. Want you can click on this QR code to move forward with DEI work. There is like a, a greater coalition at UT Students for DEI that, that we, you know, we we do some work with. Lattimore says that coalition is made up of cultural groups. So we reached out to the Black Student Alliance. We First, they're to trying to spread awareness about the new DEI laws in Texas so they can come up with ways to keep those initiatives around. Work around in terms of language to keep 
things like the Multicultural Engagement Center, Gender and Sexuality Center open and keep, you know, DEI-related staff. UT Students for a Democratic Society, or SDS, says it's been watching what's going on in Florida. It became the first state to ban DEI initiatives. Its president tells me this is helping craft their solutions-driven plan. SDS has been really inspired by the Tampa Five. That's what a group of students from the SDS chapter at the University of South Florida is being called. The group is working with other student groups on campus and outside activist organizations to try to keep DEI efforts alive. Our hope is that making demands for what our university can do. I really appreciate your time. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. And the college DEI ban goes into effect in Florida in September and in January next year here in Texas. Since this is all new, there's no way to tell yet if students' efforts to maintain DEI are working or will work just yet. UT's president in a recent memo to the university said, quote, we are actively working to understand the new legal framework and how the UT system will implement its oversight under the new legislation. He goes on to say, while I can imagine there is uncertainty and anxiety regarding Regarding the future, I ask for your patience as we begin this work and await further guidance based on UT system policy later this summer. And going in depth, Texas colleges aren't alone in the ban on DEI offices at public universities. According to the Chronicle of Higher Education, 38 anti-DEI bills have been introduced in 21 states. And as of June 23rd, six of those bills have been signed into law. Now, the states that currently have laws against DEI offices include Texas and Florida, as we mentioned, Tennessee and North Dakota. Well, turning now to weather, we are not the only state facing heat warnings. Arkansas is too, as well as parts of the state are under an excessive heat warning. Okay, it's so hot, David. David's laughing over here. A Little Rock police officer cooled off with the help of some local children. Officer Tommy Norman, who you see there, posted video on Twitter showing the kids spraying him with water as he tried the slip inside without uh, much slipping or much sliding. Right. He's not great at it. No. But. I know. He's having both. Okay, you know, he tried. <laughs> Looks like a blast. But but yeah, you know, we're tracking this same heat dome that's been over us for a couple of weeks, shifting toward Arkansas. So they are about to get worse, but we are actually about to get better, and it couldn't come soon enough. We are on track, we think, for one of the hottest Junes in Austin history. If our forecast holds through the end of the month, which is approaching rapidly on Friday this week, we should finish sixth out of 125 years of record, sixth place for one of the hottest Junes we've ever seen. Average day and night temperatures over 86 degrees. That's about three and a half degrees warmer than we would typically expect. And notice as the climate changes, all of these top six hottest Junes have happened since the year 2008. You can find more in a blog on KXAN.com from meteorologist Nick Bannon. Live outside right now, it is a hot, sunny day. The Austonian weather cam looking like it has most days in the past few weeks. It's 102 right now in Mason County, 101 in Round Mountain. Awfully hot, 100 two in Marble Falls as well. Metro area, 97 in Cedar Park. That's one of the lucky ones. It's 103 right now in Lakeway, 100 in Leander and Georgetown. East of I-35, a lot of 90s showing up, a little warmer up in Buckholz at 102, but you factor in the humidity and it feels like about 105 right now in Bastrop and Fayette counties.
The pollen count, this is kind of manageable compared to a couple of months ago, if you can remember that far back. Mold is medium, but everything else is low. Only five total allergens, which you can always track hour by hour with these cool graphs we have on KXAN.com. It's another statewide heat wave, considering it is only early summer. Uh, 105 in Lubbock, 107 degrees in Del Rio. Yesterday, Del Rio set their 10th consecutive daily record high. That's something that's never been done before. 100 degrees right now up in Dallas as well. You can see this ring of fire pattern that we discussed yesterday with high pressure overhead, still diverting all the clouds and rain away from the state. But right on time, this high pressure ridge has started to move slightly east of us. That's actually why a couple of us have shaved a degree or two off of our high temperatures today. And as it continues to move toward Arkansas, farther from us, that trend continues. So the relief doesn't come quickly, but it does come a little bit every day through the 4th of July. Temperatures right now awfully warm. Tomorrow, though, let me pause you when we hit our highs at about 4 or 5 p.m., another degree or two off of where we were today. And on Friday, to end the week and to end the month, another degree off those highs. That means more of us by Friday, and especially this weekend, could stay under 100 degrees for a change. The weekend forecast looks mainly hot and dry. 100 on Saturday in Austin, down to 99. Thank goodness on Sunday. Sunday is also the day when a little chance of an isolated storm returns. That chance of rain actually gets higher as we go through 4th of July. I'll show you that in the seven day. Tonight's forecast, clear skies, warm, a few low clouds by dawn at 77. Breezy south winds continue and it gets quite windy tomorrow. South-southeast wind gusts up to 25 miles per hour with a hot but not record hot 102. Sunshine continues on Friday as we likely tie a record high. That Friday record high is low for the season at 101. There's that 10% chance of an isolated storm on Sunday, but a 20% chance of some afternoon and evening rain on the 4th of July. Doesn't mean you should cancel your fireworks plans, but keep your KXAN weather app on hand with interactive radar and GPS-based lightning detection. On Wednesday, look at that, celebrate in the streets. A 30% chance of rain with high temperatures quite reasonable for July at 96. We'll be right back. The man who police say held another man in a chokehold on a New York subway and killed him pleaded not guilty today. Daniel Penny's arraignment at a New York Supreme Court lasted only four minutes. 24-year-old Penny entered a not guilty plea to second-degree manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide in the May 1st death of Jordan Neely. Penny held him in a chokehold for several minutes while on a subway car. Attorneys for the former Marine said Penny stepped in to protect himself and others and that Neely was aggressively threatening passengers. Penny was indicted by a grand jury earlier this month and faces up to 19 years behind bars. Well, we're a little over a year away from the 2024 Summer Olympic Games, and today a Texas Olympic legend announced her return. Simone Biles will appear in the U.S. Classic later this summer. Biles famously left the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games to focus on her mental health. She suffered from what's known as the twisties, which meant she would get lost during her high-flying moves. Now, she eventually returned to the Tokyo Games and earned a bronze medal on the balance beam. Biles is 26 years old and is already a seven-time Olympic medalist, four of those gold. Tonight on KXAN, it's LA Fire and Rescue at 7, then Chicago Fire at 8 o'clock, Chicago PD at 9, right before KXAN News at 10. Or you can always join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. Here is where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.